right, my name is Daniela Sosa, and right now we're going to talk about the study of disease. Right now we're going to start with a little bit of history. So, modern oceanography began, the, began with the Portuguese and Spanish explorers during the Renaissance. Over the years, brilliant oceanographers like Matthew F. Murray learned much about the oceans by simply observing wind, currents, and temperature. It was not until the late 8th 1800s that newly developed scientific instruments enabled scientists to uncover many of the ocean's secrets. In 1872, the British, British research vessels HMS Challenger began a pioneering four-year voyage around the world, mapping the sea bottom, capturing samples of ocean creatures and dropping material from the deep sea floor. This expedition discovered the Marina Trench, the mid-ocean ridges, and 4,717 4, new plants and animals. Perhaps the most important tool of the oceanographers is the research vessel. The, the Challenger, the first ship of this type, was equipped with scientific instruments, chemical and biological laboratories, elaborately, and six-member scientific team in addition of the ship's crew. One modern research vessel is the Neil Armstrong, operated by the Woods Hole Oceanography Institution. The Neil Armstrong, which is about 73.5 meters long, has many unique features that make it a vital tool for the oceanographers who use it. This ship includes a large laboratory space various instruments for oceanographic measures in space to install three portable labs. One of the most interesting oceanographic vessels is called FLIP, Floating Instrument Platform. Unlike other research vessels, FLIP has no engines but it's designed to be towed to a research site where it remains for several weeks or even months. The eight the 808 vessel reveals that its unique talent when it arrives on site ballast tank at Flip's stern are floated, causing the vessels to stand upright in the water. Although research vessels contain equipment for measuring and recording a distance in some situations, an up close view is desired. Some small research submarines called submersibles allow oceanographers to visit diaper portions of the ocean. Oceanographic submersibles are generally built to dive much dive deeper than conventional submarines. A breakthrough in submar submersible design was the invention of the Bithyscape by Augustine Picard, the first Bithyscape finished construction in 1948. A bathys cave is a submersible that has a crew compartment suspended with a large float. This design allows the bathys cave to dive without being attached to the surface ship. Modern made submersibles known is deeper submergence vehicles, DSVs, come in a variety of shapes and sizes. Perhaps the most famous is Alvin operated by the Woods Hole Oceanographic Institution. Alvin 
Alvin's spherical crew compartment is made of a metal titanium, allowing Alvin to carry a three-person crew to a depth of 4,050 meters. Made submersibles have many advantages, but advances in electronics and computers have made unmanned submersibles more practical for some oceanographic work. The remotely operated vehicle, RAV, is a highly maneuverable robot linked to a support ship by cables. Roofs range in size from the dread box to a small truck, although they lack the freedom of the small of a DSV rocks are safer and simpler to use, allowing scientists to collect samples of plants and animals on the bottom, extensively explore wrecked ships, or scoop up available minerals depositing from the ocean floor. Modern technology was developed on manned submersibles that are completely autonomous or capable of operating many without many outside guidance or help. These autonomous underwater vehicles, AUFs, are usually designed to be lowered from a surface ship near the area to be started. Beginning in the 1960s, oceanographers designed undersea laboratories that could be maintained for several months at a time. These laboratories consisted of one or more buildings set up on the continental shelf. The first such laboratory, called Conshelf First, was set up in the coast of France in 1962. The United States Navy Sea Lab, Lab program further developed this concept. Equipment for of the oceanographer. Boys. One drawback of oceanographic research ships is that they are expensive to build and operate. Simple tasks such as measuring sea and weather conditions daily can be done much more cheaply by anchored oceanographic buoys, floating observation stations that automatically take measurements and transmit the data to oceanographers. Buoys can contain instruments that record data about salinity, temperature, currents, waves, solar radiation, cloud, and winds. Drifting these currents. In the past, if an oceanographer wished to study the speed and direction of the mean of an ocean current, he should set a drift weighted bottles called drift bottles, a technique pioneered by Thomas Murray. Several drift bottles are dropped aboard, each containing an address to contact when the bottle of is found. When a bottle is picked up, the direction and speed of a current can, cal can be calculated from the location and date of the bottle's discovery. Mother modern variants of the drift bottles, called profiling floats, now chart currents that far beneath the surface. These devices are designed to drift with ocean currents at depths up to 2,000 meters. Water samples from the ocean depths can be obtained by Niskin bottles. Plastic tubes on a waiting line is lowered into the ocean. When the bottles are at the design depth, they all trigger to lose trapping seawater inside. These bottles can be hoisted to the surface where their contents are analyzed. There is set a framework to which many key bottles are attached. 
Various tools can be also be attached to assets. A conductivity, temperature, and depth sensor is a primary method of determining the physical properties of water. CTDs attached to the rossets are lowered into the water. The temperature, salinity, and density of the seawater is measured and transmitted back to the ship by a connecting cable. The gravity corner of the device with an open tube that is dropped to the seafloor, allowing its weight to puncture the sediment. It is a simple and reliable method of bringing back narrow columns or cores of sediment. The piston quarter is plunged into the sediment and is capable of extracting cores up to 27 meters long. The piston quarter is more accurate than the gravity quarter, causing less sediment disturbance and keeping the sediments in the tube more efficiently. During World War, World War II, the Allies faced the difficult problems of detecting submerged enemy submarines. The solution was device that emitted a ping of sound waves underwater that could be reflected by any submerged object. Although many measurements and observations can be made from the surface, there is often no substitute for visiting the undersea water world firsthand. Without an air supply, however, an oceanographer can stay underwater only as long as he can hold his breath. Diving suits have been invented in the early 1700s, but this heavy cumbersome device says only permitted man to trudge along the bottom of shallow waters not to swim freely. The Aqualung is better known today as a scuba gear. Scuba stands for self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. Our knowledge of the ocean is still limited and in many ways. Although oceanographers have unlocked many of the ocean's well-kept secrets, they are still a long way from understanding the oceans completely. Nevertheless, when we look at what we do know about the oceans, we gain an increasing appreciation of the glory of God as revealed in His creation. Um, thank you for listening and we will see you in the next episode.